our show, Chrissy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hello, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. Guess what, Heather? It's Friday. It's Friday, and 10 episodes have gone by, and so guess who's here? Ryan! Hello, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> it's been an adventure. It has been an adventure. I can't an adventure. believe that 10 episodes have gone by already. I know, because I feel like I've seen him like every freaking day. It's been a bit. Like, you're, you're two in my face. <laughs> I apologize. I haven't seen you since the last time that we recorded together, and it still seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) just long enough. Well, we're going to recap the um, ten episodes that we've done so far in a in a brief way and get the dude perspective and do the thing. So the first episode, number one, um, we did an episode on gender identification. Oh yeah, and now here is Pride Month. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to learn, and I'm trying to get better, and I kind of want to table this, but I would like to do a kind of a regular How to Do Lifestyle, might I recommend. If you haven't watched Queer Eye, have either one of you watched Queer Eye? That's where we learned how to zhuzh my hair. Yes, where you zhuzh it right, like, and Tan France has the best hair. Just yeah, but that was hair. like, that was like early... 2000s queer eye and so the hair was shorter and like kind of messier and yeah no 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 tan france is now tan tan's part of the part of the now guys i'll take your word for um, it um antony has become my favorite he's moved up in rank quite a bit um i do recommend it it's a really good show i think that these five men should collectively be the president of the united states <laughs> oh my God. I, i've never watched it it's so kind and you'll literally like cry every episode it's beautiful i would like that. there was one way back in the day where they came in and queer eyed an entire fraternity house yeah queer eye for the straight guy like the fraternity uh-huh. episode was pretty funny really they took like a animal house style dump uh-huh. of the fraternity house and turning it turned it into a place you'd actually want to hang out it was nice now that um, t- you you said his name is Tan Tan France Fran? is the um, is is one of the so there's five guys they each do a different right thing right? yeah a different aesthetic so there's Karomo he does um, like culture mm-hmm. and style and Tan does clothing mm-hmm. and fashion and Anthony does cooking and food and Jonathan does hair he's the one with the zhuzh. he's the one that judges and then who am I missing Car- is Carson I- still on it no what Car- you're, Carson's you're, gone. Way, you're like see I don't know I'm, I'm just telling years you ago. I'm telling you get with the new queer eye well and Bobby is who I was missing oh, okay. Bobby does the home interior well I know that Tan was one of the judges for um the fashion next show in fashion. yes uh-huh. yeah, and yeah, I really yeah, yeah. liked next in fashion yes uh-huh. yeah, that, I love all the fashion shows I really do recommend the show it's it's really nice and eye-opening and they're just incredibly sweet human beings i like that well the only thing i'll say the only thing i'll say on that topic is or on that that particular show is i think that sometimes quote quote straight guy gets a bit of a slovenly 
Oh yeah. Stigmatization. Well, you know what? In this new in this new um, reboot of the show, a lot of times it's not even a guy that they go with. They they have fixed up women. They have fixed up trans individuals. Huh. They fix up uh, like all different walks of life now. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's pretty neat. Okay, so having yeah. never watched this show before, does the person who's getting fixed up want to be fixed up, or has somebody they decided have, they need to? They be? have been nominated, and it appears with their consent and and so it's like knowledge. what not to wear. I don't know about that. Okay, so what not to wear was pretty much the same type of thing, only it was just clothing and hair. And it was Clinton Kelly and uh, Stacey somebody. And they, um, somebody would be nominated by friends or family, like this person's hopeless. And then they would be nominated for what not to wear. And then that person would be like ambushed and told, you've been outed by your friends that no it's hopeless. not like that they know they're coming and they always it's set up such that at the end of the week there's always a special event there's always a yeah, big right, thing yeah. that's coming up you know For the and, big and reveal they know that it's coming yeah i'll check it out i need more kindness you would like it i, I really think you would stacy london was her london, name. london thank you I like that you googled that <laughs> no i just knew it. what are you talking about mm-hmm. i watched you google Busting it um, <laughs> always you have a question for me on trans or gender issues no i was going to also recommend another thing i was going to recommend um laverne cox has a new docuseries out and i have not watched it yet but she had a couple of interesting quotes in it and she uh, when we talked about on our episode heather we talked about that a lot of us don't know someone who is trans it's just Mm -hmm. not like and she said 80 percent of people in the united states have never met someone who's trans or like doesn't have a trans friend and obviously it's um easier to understand someone and like someone when you when you know them you oh know? for sure and most of what we learn is through the media and they also mentioned in just the opening segment that a lot of times people who are trans have been called mentally ill and we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit on our episode so i want to watch this i kind of want to table it i want us all to watch it and i want us to come back and okay. talk about it another time fair enough to be continued well, i'll just, ask for a question instead i just got the be quiet eyes yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it was that was a real thing Go ahead. What I decided to do instead of the hard stuff there was skip that. And my question to you guys instead is about corn on the cob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do you eat it? How do you eat it? In a straight line? In a circle? Do you eat it like straight line like a typewriter? Or do you eat it in a circle? Like turning the cob con- consistently or do you just willy-nilly like an unorganized heathen it's totally random I'm, I'm a heathen <gasps> you are i'm a corn on the cob heathen i never would have expected that from you and the whole time i'm like an animal it's getting all over my face oh and the my whole time, god I, well okay so this is gonna bring up a fan of uh, this is gonna bring up a um i this is gonna bring up a family thing that my, my family's laughing right now because there was a day <laughs> When I was really upset when I first started dating my husband, because I was going to go to eat dinner at his parents' house, and they were making ribs. And the joke now in my family is, I can't eat ribs because my mouth is too small. What? <laughs> my mouth is too small. What is happening here? <laughs> and like I would always get barbecue sauce all over my face. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was really embarrassed that I was going to have to go eat ribs at their house because I w- I'm not able to eat ribs. And so the same thing happens with corn. 
I think you have an extremely average sized mouth hole that is perfectly capable of consuming ribs and corn without getting it on your face like a toddler. Maybe that'll be one of our first YouTube videos. Ew, no. No, absolutely not. Rib dinner basket. No. Mm-mm, no. I love it. How do you eat your corn, Chrissy? I eat my corn in an organized, <laughs> logical fashion. Like, um, in fact, I remember as a very small child watching um, Jack and the Beanstalk starring Mickey Mouse and Goofy. <laughs> and they ate theirs. And it went, chick, 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 ding, like a typewriter. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that seemed good. And that's the way that I eat my corn on the cob. Though... I just made corn on the cob yesterday, and I kind of want to do like the circular motion, like you would be peeling, um, right? Like you would be peeling an apple and trying to keep the whole skin intact. I kind of think that that could be so. An effective method I will. Too. I'm like Chrissy. I do it in an orderly fashion, but it's both. Mine's kind of a mix. But but but. but. It's it's one per cob. Like if I go do a typewriter row, we're not switching the rings at that point. Oh, I've, com- I've committed to a typewriter approach. Okay. But if I pick up another one where this is good is if you eat a half a cob, because you can, I can grab a half a cob between two fingers, my mm-hmm. middle finger and my thumb, mm-hmm. and I can eat that like an apple, and that just ends up being like right. a ring. That right. makes sense. But if mm-hmm. I'm holding it in two hands, mm-hmm. it's easier to drag it across my yeah. my face. If I am eating it in a row, though, I like to save so that the end of the row goes to, like, the skinniest, little, sweetest, good kernels last. got to end in the right spot. Oh, like, I don't I get, even yeah. get to the end. I just eat the middle. <laughs> I was going like, to, bust do, out. Do you not eat the, time out, Chris. Do you not eat, <laughs> do you not eat the crust on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, too? You don't eat the ends of the corn cob? It's just corn. It's, it is just corn. How many no kernel, reason to how not many, eat it. How many kernels in do you, of a buffer do you insist on? Probably, like, three. Oh my god! No way! That's, that's a, a six that's cumulative. Terrible. That's really? six cumulative yes. kernels of width. You're, that's like four or five good more bites of corn. Uh, hey man, I'm not telling right. you. I do it right. right. I just had corn on the cob the other day, actually, and I I was eating my corn on the cob, and I was talking to to the people that I was with, and, and they the were per- disgusted by you. No, they were not disgusted. Maybe they were. I don't know. They didn't tell me. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, it was like I had one of those dialogues with myself where I was like. You're making a mess of this corn. You're to- you're totally eating this corn ra- totally randomly. Everybody's going to think that you're weird. And then the other time, my voice was like, "Shut up, shut up, just eat the corn. Just eat it how you want to eat it." Uh, yeah, who knows? See, isn't that what much- they were, what her friends were really thinking was? <laughs> Look at that tiny mouth. Look at that trying tiny, to, tiny trying, trying to, to eat this corn. Do work yeah. on that. I'm going to ask them. Okay. Next. <laughs> yeah. Next, qu- next question. <laughs> that- that was exactly what I hoped to get out of that conversation. <laughs> We're in good shape so far. Um, episode number two. Number two. This was Heather's episode. And it was partly sparked by your incredulous face when we talked last oh, time yeah. about married couples who have different beliefs. Um, I wasn't incredulous. It was. A little bit. A little bit. No, 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 no. There's a, I have no, 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 no. That I was not incredulous. It was incredulous. I think it would be like, huh. Yeah, it was because I, I don't often hear of that working out yeah. because those who read the Bible know there's a verse in there about being equally yoked and we won't get into what that means. But if you approach life from a certain worldview of and, and opinions on what eternity is, if you've got colliding views on that thing, that would be a big issue. Yeah, I think bigger than a Republican marrying a Democrat. or Oh, I, I disagree. You think religion would be more of a divide than different politics in today's I day think and age? politics would be a bigger divide yeah. well heather asked me if i would try church if i fell in love with someone who prioritized faith and i said 
Yeah. Like, and so I guess the question that came out of it was like, how non-negotiable is that in your life? Like, could you be with someone who is like, say Jewish, for example? Or what about a different denomination of Christianity? Yeah, that? for sure. I think I think Christianity is just like, you know, different shades of white house paint. It's like, you know, eggshell white or ecru white or Sometimes. linen white or you cotton white. Nice. Yeah. So I think that in a lot of ways that's, you know, but like amongst major religions, I think it would be difficult. I would never say never. I don't think, you know, that anything's impossible. Um, but um, I certainly have been in love with people who I don't share my faith with before. I've been in love a couple times in my life, and then, and there were times where they weren't. Um, later down the road, I discovered that they weren't on the same eternal page as me, which is fine. <laughs> on the same eternal page, it's not a deal. I don't, is, I mean, what your question boils down to is: Is it a deal breaker? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it necessarily has to be. Even though you just said that you can't, you you can't imagine being married and not being yoked to the same no i think it would be difficult i think it would present a different set of uh, challenges okay. and i think that that would be a, a big a big issue um but as long as you both walk into it with your eyes open that's and, the thing and yeah so you're fine but it's like if you if you got married under false pretenses to someone who was going to church with you and six months later they said you know what i don't believe any of this crap yeah like, well, that would be tricky that would be a way different situation that but would if be you, totally if different you, if you walk into it knowing the score then i think you can work through it so would I, could I? Sure. I think if, if, given the right set of circumstances, I, I could, yeah. But it would be hard. I, I, you know, I'm just telling you that it, it, at the end of the day, it just boils down to what you believe is true with a capital T. If, if you believe there is such thing as a true with a capital T, uh, and, you know, I don't know. Well, that's part of what the episode was about yeah. is, you know, what we believe with a capital B, you yeah. know, and like, are you willing to say that you believe things because it's part of the ritual of church, right. but you don't really know if you believe it or will you only say it because you believe it? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in that first category right? who are cultural uh, churchgoers, right. cultural it's- Christians, cultural church folks. You mean like priesters? Is that what you mean when you say that? No. Like no, I think the church and for speaking from the church I used to go to, I think the church is in a lot of ways a social club, and okay, people, yeah, yeah. people okay, act okay. one way okay, there. So you and, mean that they're consistent goers who are sure, there for sure friendship and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. they're there for the community and the things yeah. and mm-hmm. and they yeah they pray and yeah, yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. it, they wouldn't win a, a Bible trivia contest and they right, right. And, and they don't mm-hmm. know what the Bible says about every topic in their daily life. So uh, fair enough. And I'm probably largely in that category. I'm not here some super pious guy, but, you know. I'm definitely not a biblical scholar. Yeah. I I would lose a Bible trivia. I feel like a lot of people, just in general, a lot of people spend a lot of time uh, dying on hills that they Mm -hmm. they don't, that aren't worth it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who major on the minors rather than majoring on the majors. And um, I feel like my grandpa was one of those people. Like he would go in and he would, argue back and forth and you can pull a quote from here and pull a quote from here because he knows every word of the bible right you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um yeah i think there's there's a lot of different levels there. there's a lot there there's a lot there yeah move on yeah sure number three okay number three all right so we got into some pretty heavy stuff this 10 pack <laughs> we went from gender to religion to race Excellent. oh right oh my and that gosh. was that was our purple lipstick show um we kind of lamented our feelings of not knowing how to help which yeah now we have learned just i guess not okay <laughs> i guess we're not doing things right um i guess we were kind of looking at all of this through 
a white woman lens and let's hear about this from a white man point of view and if you want to pineapple this i have an easier question on deck too no 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 i'll answer the easy question and i'll answer this question too i think that um there's i think we live in a in a culture as americans largely where people are sort of put into all or nothing categories Mm -hmm. and i feel like we are all really complicated venn diagrams Mm -hmm. of ideas and i think that uh George Floyd was absolutely murdered. I feel like that happens all too often. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, that uh, peaceful protest is a is a in, an invaluable tool uh, for in, for encouraging change in in social political climates, especially those like ours that are free, quote unquote free, as free as we want to believe we are, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, I also am heartbroken over what I see as fairly pointless, you know, uh, you know, attacks on police. There's a yeah. cop who was mm-hmm. shot and killed trying to defend a laundromat or something like that. And they're burning down buildings and, and things that I, I don't understand that part, but I understand that I don't understand it. And I don't, I'm not condemning it on face value because what I learned, you know, through this is that I've got friends who are black and, um, and they, you know, their struggles are not my struggles. I have never once walked down the street at night and seen a police officer and thought of that police officer as anything other than my ally mm-hmm. in a time of trouble. Right. I have never been in fear for my life in a traffic stop late at night Same. on a dark road. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I don't, you know, and so I, I, I hesitate to judge anybody who lives in that reality too harshly. I was talking to a friend across the pond and they are really that this is a very foreign idea to them no yes there's slavery yes there's racism yes there's lots of different things but they were talking about how infrequently the police shoot anyone there and they were like that you know i think there was maybe one black man shot here in the last like year and maybe like 10 white people in like the in, uk in in england oh okay you said and, here i mean and uh i I mean, I don't know. I didn't go look up the statistics or anything. I was just talking to a friend. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that that's really interesting, and I think that's worth looking at and figuring out, well, is this country different, and what makes Absolutely. it so different? Absolutely. You know? and, and how, I mean, if there are models of better success out there, we should be looking at those. But we're too, I think Americans are way too prideful Absolutely. about oh, uh, the yeah. American way. Absolutely. I think that we've got the... That we've got, you know, private prisons it's and be our downfall. the prison industrial complex is a real thing. I'm not. I don't want to sound like a nut here, but I think that if you look at stats, like you know, we incarcerate more people than the next like 15 countries combined, including like right. Mexico mm-hmm. and I think I saw you posted something. I posted, about that the other I posted day. that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and so it's it's just insane. It, yeah. it isn't crazy. It's funny well, that you used the word prideful. I was going to use the word arrogant. You mm-hmm. know, that there's examples of how to do things better all over the place and i don't see any i don't see america being able to consider uh, the fact that we might not be right it's a, it's a difficult balance because you know i think in the in the economic political void that left europe after world war ii we sort of became the dominant superpower in the in the world and everybody looked to us for answers and, and inspiration and other things and aid frankly money and all this and um, meanwhile, the rest of the world is sort of caught up to us in a lot of ways. Or surpassed us. Right. And so, I, you know, 
we are still, I think, very much a shining light on the hill, to quote old Ronald Reagan. I think that was Ronald Reagan that said that, a shining light on the hill. And um, But I think Wasn't he a thousand points away? No, that was George Bush. That was George H. <laughs> George H.W. Bush. Um, and, you know, Ronald Reagan, we're the shining city on the hill, mm-hmm. in his analogy, I believe. Someone's going to get, I'm going to get that wrong. But anyhow, but I think the fact I is, really we, to used to be, we used to too. be alone, <laughs> we used to be alone light in that respect. And now we're joined by other lights. Right. That, that are they're just as valid, but Let's, there's you know they, here's the other thing. I, I think that anybody who makes an issue like racism a uh, a, a, a partisan issue is missing the boat. I don't understand. I know, and everything becomes a partisan issue now. And I yeah. don't want to go there. We're not doing that, guys. Yep. Um, we're not doing that. Let's ask the uh, easy part of the question then. Do either one of you know if I can unsubscribe? To the stuff that goes into my junk mail. It was it was Kennedy, it was Kennedy who said that we are. I love a when you guys get out your phones and fact check each other. What did Ronald Reagan say about it? Um, I thought it was something. I don't know. Well, anyway, I want to know okay. if you guys know can how to get me out of my junk. Like so, what? you know how like you get mail in your regular inbox and you can hit that little unsubscribe button, or you can scroll to the bottom of the email and it'll have an unsubscribe button. But a lot of the stuff that goes into my junk mail doesn't have that unsubscribe button and i don't know how to not subscribe to it because it's stuff that i definitely don't want what is it lots of porn oh <laughs> no they don't follow the unsubscribe no. rules for how, that so no. how, is there any way for me no. to make it not show up in my i mean i get it that it knows it's junk no, and it's can, already there but i have to go in and like still delete it you search know? go to your inbox uh-huh and, or go to that folder uh-huh and search for the word unsubscribe uh-huh and every email that has an unsubscribe link will be in there. Mm-hmm. And there is a Consumer Protection Act or something, digital privacy, where I think they're required to give you that option. Now, back in the more Wild West days of the Internet, I'm pretty sure that some of those unsubscribe links were basically tricks. And you were effectively telling them, I do exist and I'm a person. You got, you got your ad in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so they got credit for that somehow. But I think some of those laws have changed. So I think the answer is yes. Just search for the word unsubscribe. I mean, it's not that intrusive. It's already going to junk. But I do go in and like physically delete my junk mail, you know. And I'm just like, what a pain in the ass that I have to look what, at this every day. What, what email thing are you using? Like Gmail? See, this is something that I've when, always wondered. People are always talking about all the porn that they get in their junk mail. I never get porn in my junk mail. What do you use? I don't either. Gmail. I don't either. And you know why? It's because you've never put your email address into a shady website that uh, serves up either. porn. I have I have not. <laughs> I haven't. Hey, I, I've got a bridge to sell you in that, Toledo. Oh, man. I almost F-bombed hard. I was, was going to tell you why. <laughs> but I honestly have, I have gotten email, like I've gotten the Siberian Prince guy but I've not ever gotten like the totally unsolicited. Let me look at mine right now. Let's, let's I should look at mine here. too because I can't. I don't want to be wrong. Okay, so let's I, all look. Mine flags a lot of spam. I've got one right now that says thick erections on demand. Oh wow, goodness! <laughs> I've got one. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are credit score things. Um, yeah. Is that now? Is that thick? The thick erections on demand. Is that medical? Oh, a lot are of they- them are CBD, too. I get a lot of things for oh, CBD. That's the worst. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking in I'm looking junk? at my junk, like on the list of my to junk. To be mail. clear, I'm not accusing Chrissy of being yes, a porn addict. Is. No, I'm you're not. Always the way, you're, you're, no, the way this works with the, with the internet and the email is that your name gets on one list and it, it gets like clumped together. It's like Don't if you. Tra- no, I'm no serious. No one wants to hear your no, 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 explanation, no, no, no. Brian. I'm serious. Okay. No one wants to hear it. This is interesting. All right. No, it's not. Yes, it is. 
So okay, so I do have I do have one male enhancement email. The rest of them are oh, I get some sometimes they have like a first name. They say they're from Annie or Jennifer or well, here's one from Hot Mom. <laughs> no, I have a bunch. Oh, of, I have a medium who wants to do a psychic reading. No, I have a bunch of race companies that want me to buy pictures of me running a race. It, one person wants me to qualify to carry a gun legally. There you go. What happens is it's like if you've been to like Amazon and you put something in your cart and it says people who bought this also mm-hmm. shopped for this. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm not saying you ever did anything really shady on the Internet, but you did something somewhere like maybe it was a dating site or maybe it right. was who knows what. And then they package up your email address with 100,000 other email addresses and sell them to an Internet marketing company. And then that's how you get on these lists. So it's not that you're a, a porn junkie. It's that you at some point somewhere did something that overlapped in a venn diagram of complicated mm-hmm. internet stuff that says if she liked this she might like this well i also and they're have wrong one. because you're a reasonable decent human being and i love thanks, you thanks brian i love you too i have one that i'm not going to click on but it has coffin in the email address and then it says we added new photos to your album Ooh. That sounds shady. Ooh, that sounds really. Bad. I don't want to see pictures of okay. my coffin. Oh, that made me have like anxiety instantly. I just felt cold. Yeah, like myself oh, in a yucky. coffin. Let's go to number four, please. Okay. <laughs> Save me, number four. So Heather found a story about a woman who was a social media influencer, and she raised a whole yeah. bunch of money to adopt a baby. I like how I'm reminding you of your shows. It's so good. <laughs> and then she gave the baby back. She decided she didn't like the baby. How do you feel about that? Like an engagement ring. If she broke it off, she should give the ring back. No. Not like, not like an engagement <laughs> different, ring. Different. Because a human baby yeah. that she said she wanted and that people gave her money to go get and that she promoted products and things. And then she said, this baby's kind of hard and I would like to not have it. Was it. Did she give it back because it was difficult? Yes. Oof. I think that you gave money to someone in good faith. And you adopted this child. That makes it your child. Yeah, but I can give my own kids up for adoption, so why can't I give an adopted you kid up for adoption? You have a hard time giving your own kids up for adoption when they're not like babies. You can't like walk in and be like, I don't like this one. I think it's shady for her to have taken other people's money in good faith, presumably good faith, when I, this is, oh man, this whole system, that whole system of letting people adopt kids. Where was the kid from? Was it an American baby or a... Mm. China? Oh, that's even worse. Because see, like people will spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars, and you know this, mm-hmm. that system is so screwed up and complicated. That sucks, yeah. man. That's lame. I think that the baby ultimately is in um, a better situation a better because family. clearly you know, he's with yeah. a family that is better equipped for him, and he's not being hashtagged. He, he's, right? Yeah, and he's not having his but his, his anonymity exploited, was tossed out the window. You know what I mean? Like, so these new parents, hopefully. You know, like I had a big problem with the child was diagnosed with autism and I had a big problem with uh, her. Like to me, that's a huge exploitation. Yeah. Like, especially working in that field for so long and knowing all the privacy rules and everything. I had a big problem with that. I they think might that, change his name. I'm, I'm sure uh, they changed his name. I wouldn't be surprised. The kid was still an infant when he got. No, given he, was away. Five. he was five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old was he when they got him? When she got him? Uh, three, two, two or yeah. three. Yeah. She had him for two or three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, lady. Mm-hmm. Like, bad, bad That's lady. a bad person. We're right. being totally judgmental about it. We're totally no. judgmental. No, 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 no. Like- you, have, you have judged effectively and accurately. <laughs> that's a terrible person. I can be judgmental, especially when I'm right. And that's wrong. You know, my, my superpower is benefit of the doubt. I can yeah. always, always find a reason why it yes. was okay to do what you just did. Yep. But, mm, that's a nah. pretty that's tough like, one. That's, that's like a, a tough one. one. Oof. Mm-hmm. 
All right, for number five. Yes. Number five. Heather wanted to know how much screen times your screen time your kids are getting during the pandemic, and if you feel guilty or fine about it. Uh, Virtually unlimited and fine. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you for your honesty. No, yeah, no, like no. In my house, we have a hard rule: no devices in bedrooms, no devices uh, at the dinner table. No, man. And the kids are like, "That's what you think." It's balls to the wall. Like my my son, I left my son. Literally, <laughs> you're this is terrible. <laughs> We've this done it. So I love it when I you're love... candid like this. So tell us, tell us. Tell I us. left my son, and he had my iPad propped up, playing uh, Pokemon on Disney Plus or YouTube or Netflix or something. And he had his Nintendo Switch in his hand, mm-hmm. and he was playing Fortnite. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he had his phone next to him with like a weather radar app on because there was a storm coming. <laughs> The kid was like surrounded by devices and, and I listen, like I'm still working from home too. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not like I have the pleasure or the luxury of like making a, you know, a scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. (laughs) Yes. There's no like fun activities. It's raining. It's crappy. I've been on my workstation downstairs all day and I have no idea what my children do while I'm working because, and I (laughs) know it's devices, devices, devices. Yeah. The shocking number was when I looked at data, I've had unlimited data through Verizon because I have a 14 year old daughter. You want to guess how many (laughs) gigabytes of data she used in one month? I have no idea. I wouldn't know where to start. Mm -hmm, Me neither. What's a lot? Oh, um, a million. Uh, so, okay, so a a modern a modern laptop computer probably has, you know, a one terabyte hard drive, which is a thousand gigabytes. Okay. Oh, he's gonna math. A, a movie, uh, an HD movie, is probably two or three gigabytes. Okay, that's okay. a better example. Okay. Um, all the songs on your phone are probably less than ten gigabytes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She used nine hundred and seventy-five gigabytes of data. Last girl year. after my own heart. I it's like insane. Way, insane. Way to go for her. Yeah. It's insane. Um, all right. I think, and by the way, we kind of had the same thing. We weren't super guilty about ours. We felt pretty no. good about it. No. These are, these are unprecedented circumstances, and no. Number six. So number six was awesome, because number six is when Chef Justin was here, oh, yeah. and he single-handedly changed my entire attitude toward cooking. I now saw you that. Love cooking you're, doing a, you're doing amazing. You and deserve a big pat on the back. my everything. It's been wonderful. I know you cook. I do. Do you cook with your kids? Um, I Sometimes, yes. I My 14-year-old will cook without me. Like last night, I cooked dinner, and then she we were sitting around after dinner, just kind of hanging out. Like all four of us, or all three of us, my middle daughter was gone for the morning, for, for the evening. But like the four of us were sitting on the table on the a couch. I did it again. The three of us were sitting on the couch watching The Office or something on uh-huh. Netflix. And, uh, and my and my daughter looks at me and says, "Can I make cookies?" I'm like, "Yes, you can. You can always make cookies." Yes. yes. And so she cleaned the kitchen and she made cookies and from she, scratch. Uh, yeah. She made oatmeal cookies with like butter and eggs and flour and oatmeal and raisins. Nice. And wow. I made chocolate chip the other day. Honey, honey oh, to sweeten them. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you. I like honey as a sweetener. Oof. It's really good. They were, she makes the best oatmeal, oatmeal cookies. Oh, I love oatmeal. Heather, have you finally risen to the challenge? Which challenge? Uh, the Chef Justin challenge. Oh. Not in a real way. So I'm going to reissue Justin's okay. challenge okay. to our listeners and to Heather. <laughs> Go find some fresh, local, in-season ingredients and then plan your meal around them okay. instead of vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I will do that. You have said you will do it three episodes in a row now. I really, really, really will now, though. Mm-hmm. That means you can, No, that's tough. <laughs> like, that's tough. 
I will do it. I will do it. I want to. Fresh seasonal. Do Where it. do you go these days to get a fresh well, seasonal local ingredient? Anything that's marked fresh from Florida. Okay, here you go. Where Justin works. Go to. Uh, there's a seafood market on Market Street, and that's all I'm going to say because mm-hmm. we don't pay. They don't get pay for advertising. <laughs> but he's they getting have, so good, isn't he? They have. Um, oh, he's doing great. They have fresh Gulf seafood, and okay. you could get something really easy like shrimp that are yes. like that's okay. super duper easy. My friend the other day did um, lobster tails, but you could do fresh shrimp, local shrimp, um, and she put them in beer and salt so that they were Whoa. like oceany and in uh, some water, and she just cooked them for like less than five minutes. I'm dying to come up with a joke for what happens when you put all that in beer and salt. I, I know there's a joke there. I don't know what it is yet. I'm I don't think of it. I don't know what your joke is, it's but I do know... <laughs> That I feel like you're just trying to skirt around the challenge. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Do you cook? Do you do you cook? No. No. How did I get into a podcast room with two ladies who don't I cook? I do cook now. You do. Now, Chrissy, you have. Today I made your pizza, cook. fresh homemade pizza. No, I. She participated. She's. Oh. That's a parenting activity. Yeah. I don't. I don't cook. It's true. Okay. I don't. I don't. That, now, does that? Where did that come from? Where did your? Because dis- my children won't eat anything. But, I enjoy cooking. Okay. No. So. Okay. No. This is a great conversation because I have very strong parenting opinions on kids with picky palates. Please come to my house and try it. Please come. I, no, it started with you, you. You somebody along the way messed them up early <laughs> and made them think that they could have like microwave chicken nuggets and sweet potato fries for like three meals a week and that's what they got used to and they you know and so like Mike we never did that I don't know this is the one thing that me and my ex really I feel like I'm gonna pat myself on the back that we got pretty right is we never made special meals for the kids like if we had eggplant parmesan the kids got a little plate of eggplant parmesan and if we had sushi the kids got a little California roll before my kids were born I remember having that conversation with my ex-husband I was like these kids are gonna fit into our life and they're gonna like the foods that we like <laughs> and all that you know like we're never gonna we're never gonna coddle them with you know like making the only peanut butter and jelly and whatever and somewhere along the line like I remember when they were little and I would do the lunch boxes and I would put all the mom right, effort yeah. into the lunch boxes mm-hmm. and all this stuff and Worst. but they come home still full <laughs> Enough mm-hmm. that you're just like, you know what? Screw it. Eat a Lunchable and shut up. You know? like- <laughs> I, I will give a little bit of a pass on lunches. I feel like lunch food, you want them to eat it and you want them to wolf it down a little quickly at lunch and they got it. You can't be like giving them like snap peas that they have to pull the strings out of and things like that. But although my kids do eat snap peas for Oh my God, my kids sometimes. love yeah. snap peas. I just so, wonder if you've ever been to a hunger strike. How do you? Well, yeah. I mean, starve. Yeah, right. No. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there was one Go to bed time, hungry. There was, and then like the next day. Yeah, go to bed hungry. And it's then cool. the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. That's what happened no, at understand. my house. So my, my How old are your kids? 14 and 8. Oh, that's, see, that's, and you, you that, you've, the, the ship has sailed. Come on. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't believe was, I could change it. I'm just so, saying, I, I, I have, uh, I feel bad for you. That's a tough thank situation. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my mom came to stay. very judgmental. No, 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 well, no, no, that's no, fine. I'm not. That's fine. <laughs> my mom came to stay um, at my house. My husband and I went on a hiking trip and she was with our kids for a week. And she came and she was like going to cook and everything and take care of the boys. And we came home and she was like, yeah, you're right. They, they really don't eat anything. Yeah. They really won't eat it. I will like, say yeah, I know that from my limited exposure to your children, at least one of them, I would consider exceptionally strong-willed. <laughs> and uh, Which one? Uh, <laughs> 
choose which one it would be. Well, I feel like I got to spend a little more conversational time with one, and so that one I felt was probably more strong-willed. I don't know. You might the other be surprised. One as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I get it. I get it. It, it can be difficult. Yeah, you know? my parents just laugh and laugh. See, now this is where, <laughs> relationally, this can be a tricky topic, because I've got a dear, sweet friend of mine who has a young son in South Florida, and she um, she has a uh, strong opinion about nutrition and and things like that and 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 she feeds her kid like beautiful food, not excessively complicated, but fresh and healthy and this and that. And um, the kid goes off to stay with um, her her ex's parents for a couple of days while the ex was working. And uh, the kid calls her up, you know, on the phone for their nightly check-in. Like, mom, mom, guess what I have for lunch today? And she's like, what, honey? What'd you have? And he says, Burger King. And she's like, oh, oh. okay, all right. Mm. Guess what I had yesterday? She's like, what? And he's like, McDonald's. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and, just like, I can, yeah. I, and I feel for her because, yeah, like, she tough. would she would never do that to that's the kid. Tough. You know, so. oh. All right, let's move on. Number Seven. Number seven. Um, this episode, Heather and I talked about being alone versus being lonely and yeah. how very different those things were. Oof. Um, and then we came down to a conversation. Do you think you could survive in the wilderness alone? And do you think women or men would be better at that? Okay, so there is a wonderful show on Netflix called Alone. That's Hello. the show that we talked about. It's fantastic. It's my favorite show. I know that women do just as Wait, well as men in that circumstance. But hold on. How many episodes, how many seasons have you watched? Because I've only watched season one and season six. Okay. I've only watched six and that's all that's on Netflix. Right. But then I just discovered it's on Prime. On Prime. I watched season one on Prime okay. and I just started watching season two on Prime. Okay. Um, I feel like m- women have proven themselves time and again to be, you know, as tough, if not tougher than men in a lot of cases, higher pain tolerance, they live longer, blah, 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 blah. So I think that women are just as equipped um, mentally and physically. I feel like sometimes a woman's, um, I was really disappointed with the number of people, spoiler alert, who got dropped from the show for medical reasons because they lost too much weight. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, that girl didn't quit, man. Like you just said exactly. she lost, she lost too much weight. So I'm like, she didn't lose the show. They pulled her out, and she was ready to keep plunging on. Mentally, she was there. She yep. was strong. And even though they said, you know, your body is is in a situation where it's not medically safe for you to stay here, yeah. she had the mental game, which I think is yeah. is so much harder. And Did you talk about the lady with the strange name, Wonya or something like that? Well, or Wonya, Nikki? and then also Nikki. Nikki I thought was Nikki was going to win. Me too. I thought, well, I, thought I, I was so rooting for Wonya. I was too. She's my, she's my girl, man. I was She too. was awesome. And, but, you know, and that was part of what inspired that show. Yeah. Because one thing that I really liked about the way she went out was that she chose self-care over the money prize and she's like you know i've come i've done everything that i came out here to do it's so funny though do you think that if they had told her hey so like in a private moment the producer says listen it's you and one other dude yeah but he had just caught that fish she had no food. But they didn't know that. But she could have, she had a line, didn't she? Was she unable to, she couldn't hack she through couldn't the hack ice. She couldn't hack through the ice. That's how yeah, she that's knew tough. she And this is where, like, listen, like a guy with a bit more mass and a bit more upper body strength might have been able to hack through that ice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying uh, men or women are superior, but I think that she was craftier in other ways. Oh, she yeah. She had the traps. He goes out and hero murders one moose and survives on that for right. a long time, but he's still, like, losing too much weight because he doesn't have the fat. 
What a great show. I watched some of her. I feel like I really um, have to watch oh, it. Oh, it's, it's really so great. good. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. And I watched some of her YouTube videos about like why she chose the, the items that she chose. And she actually did talk about how if there were any regrets, it was that she didn't bring an axe because that uh-huh. she would have been able to, to hack through the ice. Yeah. And she just didn't have the right tool to be able yeah. to get through it. Yeah. She was hacking at it with like a pole yeah. saw. It was yeah. Really weird. Um, could I survive in the wilderness by myself? For a while. Yeah. Um, I get lonely mm-hmm. in a house full of people sometimes. Yeah, this I always is like, talked about that, alone versus lonely. Yeah, you know? I don't the, mind being alone. I think alone. that's the worst feeling. I don't think there's anything worse than being among a group of people that you love and you think that they love you and you're still lonely. Yeah, you know? I, I think get, that's really sad. I have, been, I have been in my house with my kids and I've been struck by how alone I feel because I lost all my friends when I got divorced mm-hmm. and I don't mean to bring it down, but I have, I was on the way here. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's going through some similar stuff. Um, and, uh, I have hid from my kids in my room mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, and cried to mm-hmm. and, uh, in loneliness. And like, I'm getting emotional right now I thinking know. about it. And it's, um, it's a horrible lonely feeling. sucks, man. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. I, I have also been with people who I know care for me on paper <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. but i don't really feel like i fit in or that like there's contingencies and yeah it's it sucks yeah all right let's move on that's sad i'm sad i want to move on okay <laughs> i'm i'm definitely crying but that's okay no it's okay it's okay <laughs> let it out um and all i want to do is get up and just go hug him and interrupt our show but we should finish our show <laughs> it's so, fine it's so, fine i'm fine uh, let's go number eight number eight it was my episode and i didn't like it it felt fine while we were doing it, but it, I just wasn't super happy with that one on the playback. And Remind so me of to the our listeners, I am sorry. It was about how to like move towards success by focusing and prioritizing and taking baby steps. <laughs> so I guess the thing is, tell me a time that you have been able to regroup, like if you've been spinning out and how you how you got it back together, like one little thing that you did to help you get it back together. The biggest thing that I always try to remind myself of is that the list of things in this world that I can control is literally one thing and that is my behavior. And so there is in the sense that I've been able to spin myself out of a little situation or a problematic, you know, thought trail or something like that. All I can control is what I do next. Mm -hmm. I can't control what anybody thinks about it. I can't control anybody thinks about me. Mm -hmm. I can't control the outcome. I can't control, you know, the weather. I can't control, any the traffic i can't control people's responses to my words i can only control what i do what i can do and so you you live like there's a navy seal that told wrote a book and i think he lives in a three-foot world three feet around me is what i can touch and this is this is literally the only thing I, right now i'm sitting in this room across town i have no control over what's happening to my kids mm-hmm. my son could be burning the house down right now <laughs> trying to cook ramen noodles like i have no control and i, I control what's in this three-foot mm-hmm. circle and that's it so that's where I need, you need to focus. When you, when you can focus on three feet around you and what you can do with your hands and your voice and your feet, then, then you start getting a little bit more perspective on how you can affect your situation without spiraling. 
Go ahead. I see you've got something to say. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I, I'm nodding in affirmation. Yeah, I just felt I, it was it was a good show for us giving some examples of what we you know have done in those kind of situations. But you're 100 percent right, and like I have been trying to get her to watch Frozen and Frozen Two forever <laughs> and ever and ever. I'm like, do the next right thing. That's what we were talking you've about. You've never she, watched Frozen. I want to lock her in a room no. and force her to. Oh, they're so. Good. I haven't seen That's Frozen it. Two. I'll admit that. I'm going to lock you in the room, too, then. I'm going to do a Frozen. screening of Frozen 2. Now, Frozen 1 is better. I mean, Hands it, down. It, it, it My kids even said that. Yeah, it can't. You, Frozen was amazing. Frozen was, was amazing. So great. But Frozen 2 is also very good. And I'm afraid that I'm going to cry if I watch Frozen. Oh, you will. It's great. I don't like to cry. <sighs> Heather, <laughs> it's time. It's time to watch Frozen. It's time. Um, so episode number nine. Number nine. Just like last time. That we did this. <laughs> We've not actually recorded episode number nine as we record episode number 10. So I asked Heather if she had any questions from this, and she didn't because she still doesn't want me to know what it is. I, we're not recording I just until later. looked at my notes for the show, and there's nothing about that show that I can reveal to you at this time. Well, that is fine. Instead, <laughs> let's talk about what a scheduling nightmare this week has been for all Oof. of us. I'm so proud can that we we're just, even sitting here. Can we just take a quick time out? And shout out to producer John. Oh my yes. gosh! Producer John is at home right now mm-hmm. with a fever. Not mm-hmm. not the coronavirus. Not the coronavirus. Not the coronavirus that we know of. <laughs> not the coronavirus. Did he test? Did he test negative? It's not the coronavirus. It's not the coronavirus. Okay. All right. So he's he's got a he's got a he's under the weather. Yeah. And he like remoted into his workstation and is mm-hmm. running the show from his house. And he has he can't chime in and defend himself. He's just listening. <laughs> No, us. he can't even hear us. He can only see our levels on the screen. Oh. He doesn't know what we're saying. Yeah. So you, I, you don't When have to Chrissy's do level goes up and down, I wonder if he gets anxiety. Anyway. <laughs> He's so hard on me. It's Why? probably, it's me. You, listen, you, you lash out on the ones you love. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so producer John's doing hard work for us when he's under the yeah, weather. Yeah, that's true. So right. shout out to producer John. Yeah. Yes. And then I've got a meeting that's a conflict, and you've got a meeting that's a conflict. Oh my God, I was going to kill all of you. Like, I was so (laughs) frustrated with all of you, and like, I was trying to keep my cool. You were really good at it. I didn't sense frustration. You know, I can tell when she's really upset is her her lip like quivers, but not like an emotional sort of crying quiver. It's like an angry quiver. Does it? Yes, you've got your mouth. I've not like, ever witnessed that. Oh, dude, no. Like her, he pays an awful lot of attention to me, though. Oh, I, I don't pay very much attention. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> she, but yeah, she like when she's like, you guys were, I was about to kill you guys. Like that pause, there's like, the lip is like shaking because she wants to shout expletives. It's really, it's something. Well, we're all very busy, important people. That's right. Absolutely. I'm glad that I could just get this cohort of fun and um intelligence all in one place at one time thank yeah. you guys so much for showing it was up a magic text today. when she was like could you be there at five and i was like sure and it I, all I came finally, together i finally i will say that i learned a little something during this process because i was trying to like tell you well look this is what brian can't do and so we can do this at this time like and i just started i, I was finally just like you know what can you do this time and this time yes or no I, I, I can't tell you anything about anybody else's schedules. Well, she Do you sent, see the lip quiver now? She sent me a text. <laughs> she sent me a text that I couldn't tell if she had like voice voice texted it because it didn't make sense. And so I was reading it and it was about like, like, well, Brian and I are going to do this and then and then I'm going to go back at this time and then we can do that and then we do this. And so I just sent her the, the, the gift she sent that me- Britney Spears going, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then 
she's like, can you be there at five? Oh my God. I was like, you yes. talking about that little picture that you sent reminded me. On the way here, you guys, let me tell you what happened to me. So I was driving through my neighborhood and a golf cart was in front of me. Mm-hmm. Golf carts are slow, right? So yeah. you pass them. And uh. yes, there's a double yellow line, but it's the neighborhood and there's no other cars. You're, you're like in an empty neighborhood, right? So I go out like super wide to pass them. And the guy keeps coming left of center and he keeps coming left of center. And I'm like, he must really not want me to pass him. So I like start to slow down or I think he's drunk. Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what your problem is. Right. So he um, comes up and then he starts like, ah, like he's got his arms flailing and he's like pointing at the double yellow line. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but like, and I'm like trying to be cool about it, but I'm also like, fine, I'll stay behind you, whatever. So we get up to the stop sign where he's going to go straight and I'm going to turn and he turns around with his cell phone. And he snaps a picture of me for the neighborhood page. And I gave him the, I I, I didn't try to hide my face. I gave him the absolute, like, come at me, bra face. Wow. Yeah. So I can't wait to look at the neighborhood page. Please screenshot that. I want to see that so bad. I I hope that, I can't wait. And I Um, I assume that's what he was doing with it. So uh, another friend of mine was in Jacksonville (laughs) this weekend visiting family. And her grandmother just got a, a golf cart. And I said, oh, wow. And then she made the comment, it's street legal, Uh-oh. which means they're just waiting. They have to register it. But like, mm-hmm. so it, if that golf cart had a license plate on it, then you have to treat it as a motor vehicle uh-huh. and you cannot legally pass it. And he has, you know, he's within his right to get all bent out of shape. But if he's going 10 miles an hour yeah, in a little and, electric and golf cart. Was. He's, he wasn't going fast. He yeah. wasn't going like, I mean, and it's not a fast road. It's sure. like a 25 mile 25, an hour limit, yeah. you know, but he's going like 15. I'm not How old was he? Around with it. It was, oh, he was a grown ass man, like a big, like older 40s, than me. 50s, yeah. 60s. I could, 40s. Okay. And he had a mean face. Yeah. Were there golf clubs on the cart? Had he been playing? No, he was out. Like, they were on the street. Him and his wife were did driving he have down a, the street. Did he have a roadie? Was he drinking? I think he, like, I think he was drinking. And I can't wait to go on the page and oh. be like. You have to go on the page between this episode and the next episode and tell me what you see. Because I really. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. It's I great. would love to see it. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. 10, I like to spin something from Not Quite Therapy to Heather. And the question I want to ask you today, Heather, is a question that Brian answered so freaking beautifully on our show and that I just evaded completely. <laughs> and I want your thoughts, too. Okay. Um, tell us about a value that you once held that you no longer do or have let go of. A value mm-hmm. that I once Something held. that used to be important to you that was a big part of your persona, of your life, and then you, like, you changed your mind. You flip-flopped. Oh, gosh. I wish I had had some heads up because... I know, and I thought about giving you heads up because it was really hard, but he did it really well, so let's have a contest. Brian Brian came up with two. Tell me yours. Uh, Mine was, first and foremost, divorce. Oh, okay. That's a value? I was very anti-divorce. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And And I never wanted to repeat the mistakes of my parents. Okay. I wanted to do better than them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I got divorced. Okay. What was the other one? I don't remember, but I remember that you had two and that I was really proud of you. Mm. I didn't write it down. You clearly don't listen to our show. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I you know like it. I, can't, I don't recall what else I said. I don't remember either, but can you think of one? Can you think of something that you changed your it mind Can you be like a political value? or? Well, my political values and, and perspectives have changed a few times. You know, I, I kind of like, one time I, I, I thought about like the trajectory of my my political evolution of ideas, mm-hmm. you know, of like, you know, when you, I, I know that 
at different points of my life, I have had different levels of idealism versus realism versus cynicism and like what I think it should be and mm-hmm. then what and then realizing what actually is and then but that shouldn't be it should be different and you know I think that's something I used to really hang on to was that I would be able to convince people of a certain perspective and I no longer care to do that right like if there's mm-hmm. people who who about I am much more tolerant of other people not I'm more tolerant of people not agreeing with me Mm -hmm. than I used to be. I used to think that, no, you have to understand, and I'm going to convince you. And um, I don't care about that anymore. Facebook ruined me for that one. Yeah. I, 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 gosh, I hate Facebook. Well, for one, I've been, I've changed my mind based on what other people have said. So who's to say that I'm right to begin with? Yeah. And, and also it just feels like a waste of energy to spend time trying to convince somebody of something that they don't want to decide. I think that there are certainly like societal things that have changed over the course of our growing up and of our lives that maybe like that maybe phrases I used to use or things that I used to make fun of or be, you know, like, like, or words that I would use in a really cavalier way Mm -hmm. that, you know, because I just think words are great and I think words are funny and, but I don't, want to use words that are hurtful and I think that's something that has really shifted for me so that I don't you know like something that I would have said and thought was hilarious and been like totally cool with in my 20s may not be something that like uh, that I would be really upset if there was a like a recording of me saying it today yeah you know? yeah. yeah well I think that just comes with maturity and you know yeah. more life experience mm-hmm. and, but in different perspectives you know as you meet different people and have different experiences with them you see things in a different way and then you think oh wow I used to be really a jerk about that and I didn't oh, I was being a jerk mm-hmm. I used to it used to be really really important to me that people like me and or like think that I'm nice and it doesn't matter as much anymore because I didn't care if that guy on the golf cart thought I was nice right Not I mean one I damn bit it just I doesn't like, bother me as much if people do. don't like me right I no. know I'm <laughs> trying to get there really yeah making progress oh, i don't man. think brian likes me very much and i'm okay with that that's not true i like you a lot. <laughs> i like you a lot I, I got accused of not liking you by somebody they're like he doesn't sound like heather very much I was like, it's ridiculous that's what i just said you don't like me very much that's not true <laughs> i thought you said you didn't like me very much no i like you oh, okay yeah but i don't think you like me and but i'm okay with it that's not true <laughs> i like you <laughs> Everybody likes everybody here. Okay, good. It's a room full of love. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> it's hard to be liked if you don't like other people. So I am. I f- try to be accepting of everybody, and that's something I've going back to your topic on trans issues and, and mm-hmm. gender and things like that. Like I used to have some pretty strong opinions on some of those topics, mm-hmm. and I just realized that people are people, man. Like right. you know, it, we're all doing our best, and we're all you know challenged by things that. Others will never understand, and you know, I my opinion on that. I don't want to bring the show down again, but I had a. I think I've mentioned my friend's uh, suicide mm-hmm. in 2018, yeah. uh, and or 2019. Sorry, oh, gosh, yeah, time flies, and um, and I just you know, so I'm I'm done giving people a hard time. Yeah, for and I stuff. think even uh, like back to that trans issue, even that episode that we did. I felt like we did it from a place of tolerance, but even that is a value that has changed for me very quickly. The more that I've been watching, the more that I've been educating myself, and you know, just just these these little bits of the issue 
But I'm like, I don't know. What do I, you know, like, I don't know if I get to form an opinion on this. And I certainly don't think that I get to spout an opinion on this to well, someone else at this point in time. You I know? definitely changed how important I think my opinion is to other people. Like, it's much less important than I used to, than I used to think it was. But And also, I have found that my life has become a lot more fun when I have become a lot more accepting. And, like, I mm-hmm. just, like, when I meet people, like, when I just love finding out what people are all about without without my opinion of them mattering at all, it's so much more fun to get to know people when you don't have to make an opinion about them. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. Yay. I think we did it, guys. Uh, make sure that you follow us, both shows. Um, we'll get a new, well, we're supposed to get new Not Quite Therapies on Tuesdays. Um, sometimes that's been a little bit uh, up in the air occasionally, but we're getting there. Life um, happens. Wednesdays and Fridays uh, for How to Do Life, new ones of those. Um don't forget to visit us on Patreon, too. Yes. And That's we will be back with you next time. We'll start into a new 10-pack. Yeah. Get him back in here in another month. Okay. All right. If you still like me, then. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if you like me by then, then come back. <laughs> All right. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah. Tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.